Hey everyone, welcome to Bad Actions. My name is Thomas Mack, and this is my podcast, and it's called Bad Actions. So if you uh, were looking for another podcast, then you should probably turn this off right now. But you shouldn't, because I have a lot of really incredible news to talk about. Uh, One of the best bad news stories that I can think of uh, is the new movement politically. It's an interesting political movement uh, that a lot, not a lot of people don't know about, but it's called Country First, and it, it's got a lot of traction. They've been um, they've been fundraising, and the whole concept is that they want uh, Democrats and independents to vote as Republicans in the primaries and vote out Trump's candidates. So it's like a little bit of cheating, you know, like basically saying, hey, we know you don't really want a Republican to win. But, you know, uh, there's a madman. He's the former president of the United States. And he's trying to destroy our country and get a bunch of imbeciles elected into elected offices across the country. So, you know, we don't really trust people in our own party, uh, the Republican Party, to vote the right way. So, you know, Democrats, why don't you just pull a Republican ticket for the primary this coming spring? I have to admit that's pretty hilarious and as a concept it's also a little bit brilliant um it's one of these uh uh you know one of these ideas that came from uh, congressman adam kingser kingzinger i can't really pronounce his name king kin zinger and it's pretty hilarious actually because he has the best um he has the best name considering you know uh he got a lot of hate mail after he voted to impeach donald trump uh and from his kin Basically, his cousins were writing him letters and uh, you know, newspapers and never published them, and, and they're just horrendous. So he definitely has some Kinzinger issues, but uh, Adam Kinzinger, um, he uh, has decided he, it's his brain's child, and so he wants everybody to vote out Trump's candidates. So, you know, how hilarious is that? That, you know, this is where we are as a country that we're, we're basically telling people, hey, you know, the system is so fucked up. You can't even vote for the people you want to win the election. You should vote against people who are just batshit crazy. Did anybody see that uh, documentary, uh, Tiger King? I, you know, I say that facetiously because I think everybody saw it. But I remember when uh, when Crazy Joe Exotic ran for, I think it was governor or something like that, and the, uh, the documentarians, they interviewed a whole bunch of uh, people, uh, you know, and uh, asked them about, you know what? What Joe's qualification? And he has obviously no qualifications. He's he was a total maniac, uh, hilarious, very fun to watch, but uh, a complete and utter maniac. And uh, and so they got a lot of people say, well, you know, he's kind of a jerk. I, you know, he's really tough. He'll say he'll say mean things about anybody. Talk to their face. I mean, this is this is the Trump uh, candidacy. You know, like they these are people you wouldn't want to have Joe Exotic over for dinner because he's a maniac. But let's vote for him for, for governor. I'll consider for him for governor because he is just so unpleasant to be around and so untrustworthy. So that's where we're at as a country. Uh, there's a political movement begging people to donate money and and pull pull a Republican ticket to vote against Trump's primary candidates. Just so you know, we can have a little we can sleep all sleep a little easier knowing that some maniac's not going to get backdoored into. Um, Capitol Hill, like Madge Green did from uh, Georgia, where she just sort of accidentally uh, found her way on a ticket, and uh, and and the Democrats, it's such a Republican state that, or such a Republican um, district that uh, the Democrats didn't even put anybody up. So she just won by de- default, and she's 
she's a maniac, Ma- Marjorie Taylor Green, also known as um, Madge Green, because I think that the name Madge for Marjorie Taylor Green just works better because you know it's an old-fashioned woman's name. Um, you know, like, like like she's the friend of your mom, and she's very she's very blue collar, and you know just speaks like the common folk, and she is racist as fuck. You know, um, and that's that's Madge Green. That's uh, that, that's that's how I see her. Another uh, interesting thing that uh, is going on right now is the uh, the trials around uh, uh, January sixth, the riots on Capitol Hill. All the people who broke into the the uh, into Capitol Hill are being you know they've been arrested. Now they're one by one going in front of a court, uh, and and one of them has gotten off, but all the rest have been convicted, and uh, most of them are unaffiliated, but quite a few of them are a member of different. Uh, different militia groups and uh you know militias in general are it's just a terrifying thing to think you know someone's in a militia like this is a private army these are people who you know, generally live in bunkers in distant states you know people people in militias generally we, we like to think of them in idaho and i think that's generally traditionally where they they've lived but not anymore i mean with uh, with trump in, in the white house they decided they all came out of the i mean membership in militias spiked it was it was hugely popular to be in a militia but I, you know i don't know how they picked up so many members because their marketing campaigns were just ridiculous i mean you know, like uh, one of the uh, the biggest is the one percenters and and this is based on the the notion that only one percent of people fought in in uh, colonial America fought in the Revolutionary War. That's that's where that statistics comes from. Uh, historians say it's not true, but anyways, that's that's their idea. But you know, to call yourself the one percenters, it, you know, it just it just sounds like milk. You know, what I mean, <laughs> that's what I all think about. It. it just sounds like milk. You know, it's like. I don't like uh, all that fat in whole milk, but skim milk just doesn't taste as good. I'm a one percenter, but uh, <laughs> so and, you know. And then you have like the the Oath Keepers. That sounds like a vampire movie to me. I mean, I think it's got Van, Van Helsing in there. That um, that vampire chick from Cat uh, uh, Kate Basendale. She's in it. I'm pretty sure. From oh man, she's hot. I, I really like her. But um, and I think we already talked about the uh, the cloyingly sweet. Proud boys, proud boys. I mean, if if anything says like punch me, it's got to be walking on a, in a jacket that says proud boys on it. I mean, proud boys is a name that teachers give to group of kids at school who, who ride the short bus. I mean, come on, and maybe that's what it is. You know, <laughs> could come from that that experience in childhood or something like that. That they you know they rode the short bus as kids, and they you know I. I mean, Proud Boys, you know, they dress up pretty tough. But you think that the name Proud Boys, that should be on a satin jacket. You know what I mean? (laughs) The only good news about uh, this really terrible era for militia naming, it would be that it's a distraction from the war in Ukraine, um, which is fucking terrible. I mean, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, it's hard to tell jokes about the war in the Ukraine, which is really... uh, one of the worst things about it. Um, uh, I mean, I do love how Russia is getting its ass handed to it, losing all over Ukraine. And then they issue press statements where they claim that they're moving their tanks around uh, because, you know, they're, they're changing their strategy. You know, well, you know, we're winning so much over here by Kiev that um, I think we'll move over to the West and maybe take some of these tanks out of the country because of all the winning. And, um, and, and of course, uh, 
uh, famously uh, in this past week, the Ukrainians sank one of uh, Russia's uh, ships, major battleships, and um, and now Russia is claiming that the ship uh, just sank because of mechanical failures, and they evacuated everyone. <laughs> but uh, apparently, all the parents of the sailors on the ship are calling and saying, "Hey, uh, I can't reach my son. Uh, you said he got off the ship, but..." He's not answering his cell phone. Do you got any, Vladimir, uh, do you got any news on, on uh, my son? Even more bad news is that uh, Vladimir Putin is now, as we've been told in the media, he's in a nuclear bunker. Him and his one of his top generals have both moved into separate nuclear bunkers, and that's terrible. <laughs> I can't think of anything more terrifying than Vladimir Putin in a nuclear bunker because you know why he's in a nuclear bunker? Because he's concerned that we're going to nuke him. And why would he be concerned that we're going to nuke him? Because he's planning on using some nuclear weapons. So I said the focus here would be on bad news. So that's some pretty bad news, right? World War III, nuclear holocaust. Hey, you know, I delivered, you know, you're welcome. You said, I told you, it's going to be bad news in this podcast. That's bad news. Nuclear holocaust is coming. It's kind of funny because it reminds me of uh, Trump when he went into his nuclear bunker under the White House uh, when there were those riots, those Black Lives Matter riots on Pennsylvania Avenue. And, uh, you know, so these liberals are out there, uh, you know, protesting. And uh, Trump was famously in a nuclear bunker. So, like, basically there were a bunch of guys in beanies and, and, and skinny jeans and ladies in pussy hats, and they're <laughs> holding up cardboard signs, and Trump was hiding in a nuclear bunker. <sighs> what a pussy. What a fucking pussy. <laughs> I know that's not politically correct to say anymore, but, you know, come on. It's, someone's got to say <laughs> I mean, I, I think if you hide from a woman in a pussy hat, then... <laughs> Even if she's angry and she might be swearing a little bit, then you're a pussy. And that that has that's got to be a loophole in the political correctness thing. I should be able to say that, right? Meanwhile, there is literally a Jewish comedian running the Ukraine, and he's about the toughest uh, politician in the world. And uh, you know, he walks around in his short sleeve uh, t-shirts and uh, is talking about you know. One of the first things the United States offered um, Volodymyr uh, Zelensky, that's his name, Volodymyr. That's, I don't know how Russian, you ever read a Dostoevsky, Dostoevsky novel? I mean, the novels are generally pretty good, but like it's, the the names are like 15, uh, 15 uh, syllables long. I mean, <laughs> I'm Volodymyr is not even that much of a, bad Russian name. It's a decent Russian name. They get worse than that. So, uh, but, you know, it's a crazy name, Vladimir Zelensky. And, uh, you know, he, one of the first things America said to him was like, hey, can we help you out? Would you like a ride out of town? That's when <laughs> Russia invaded. America's like, we'd like to offer you some aid, Vladimir Zelensky, president of the Ukraine. How about a helicopter for you and your family? We'll take you out of town. <laughs> Let's forget this whole mess. So he said no. So <laughs> kudos to him for, you know, not going into a nuclear bunker beneath the White House, which probably is where they would have taken him, you know. Uh, he, you know Trump's, he'd have seen Trump's soiled underpants down there, I think. But um, that's pretty butch, you know. And it also says something about the quality of politician today. That, like, 
the toughest politician in the world right now is a Jewish comedian. How'd that happen? You know, um, he, I mean, I'm not joking. He, he has had TV shows and, uh, he was quite famous. That's how he got elected. He was a famous, uh, uh movie, uh, TV star in, uh, Ukraine. So people voted for him sort of like for a joke and uh, the joke was on Zelensky. He got elected. So now he's having a really tough year. Anyways, Russia is losing and they are lying about it uh, to their own people, to everyone else. Uh, Russia has accused uh, Biden of having dementia, which, you know, duh. You know, I mean, come on, he's so old. The, the funniest thing about Biden is that, you know, the, the, those old guys from the Muppet Show, like <laughs> the guy on the right, Biden looks exactly like that guy. He's like, that's that's what he looks like. I mean, come on. He's like the quintessential, like squinty-eyed, angry old man. You know? But, you know, you have to hand it to him. Like he was grousing and cranking about how, uh, how you know, Russia was going to invade Ukraine for weeks before the invasion actually happened. And then, you know, sure enough, it happened. But everybody was like, you know, shut up, old man. You, God, you just bitch and moan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> because, you know, nobody has in this country has respect for old people. He's like, you're like Biden. He should, like, paint his face orange and color his hair like uh, like Trump, you know? Cause, I mean, he is so freaking decrepit looking. I mean, we I mean, have had some old geezers in the White House before, but, I mean, just... I mean, he's he, he's wearing like grandpa pants. I don't know. I like grandpa. You know, grandpa's look. I didn't have my grandparents died. My grandpa's died when I was young, anyways. And uh, you know, so I kind of like it. And it's 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 very very um, very sweet. You know. Uh, but also another thing that's happening that's uh, bad news for Russia is that you know all these countries that were not really interested in joining NATO, which is I don't know if you guys know this, but NATO is this uh, political organization. It's got all Europe and Canada and the United States in it, and it's just basically to to provide a unified force against Russia. And there's a lot of countries that have always said we're not going to join, like Finland and Sweden. Sweden's famously um, a neutral country, but uh, also Sweden is a country that's been invaded and has had parts of its territory taken by Russia. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of a big thing. There's a, oh, we won't join. We're not joining. We're neutral. We're not going to join NATO. We're not warlike, uh, even though Russia, like, conquered Sweden, you know, not that long ago. I mean, it was like 1800s, I think. But um, it's pretty forgiving, I think. Uh, you got to hand it to them. Uh, but uh, so now Finland and Sweden are like, oh, we'll join. We want to join. <laughs> that guy's fucking crazy. When can we join? <laughs> and uh, so uh, kind of a little bit of a backfire there. Uh, he had like some, some backhanded support. But one country not too surprisingly, that is on Russia's side and has not supported the sanctions is Serbia. <laughs> so if you've forgotten about Serbia, now you remember, uh, Serbia is the uh, the country that was invading all the other former Yugos Yugoslavian countries like uh, Bosnia. Remember when Bosnia and Serbia were in the news in the late 90s? Well, that was Serbia. <laughs> Slobodan Milosevic, you know, War criminal Slobodan Milosevic. He was Serbian. He was a Serbian Serbian leader. So now they're uh, they're 
again being the most popular country in all of Europe, and not supporting European sanctions. I think like if 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 Serbia were a character actor, I think it would be Joe Pesci, you know, from any of the Scorsese movies, just a little asshole. Uh, but he's absolutely crazy and by far most likely person in a movie to kill somebody in the next 10 minutes. That is Serbia in a nutshell. Also, uh, Hungary uh, under Viktor Orban, uh, who Viktor Orban is somebody that uh, Tucker Carlson uh, likes so much. And he's an autocrat who has taken over Hungary and uh, changed the laws so that he basically will always get elected and is 100% in charge there. Tucker Carlson is so fond of this guy that he had run, did some shows uh, of his uh, TV show remotely from Hungary because it's so great. He's so happy about Viktor Orban. Well, anyways, Viktor Orban is a big Putin supporter as well. So, so anyways, if we're looking at World War Three, and everybody says we are, like I said, Putin's in a, in a nuclear uh, shelter right now. It's you know, NATO and the United States, you know, France, England, uh, and... Germany uh, versus uh, Russia, China, Belarus, and uh, and Serbia and Hungary. I would I would assume uh, we'll probably leave NATO and join that team. It's not exactly the A team, you know, but uh, China's they got some folks. That's a big country, <laughs> and uh, Russia's always had you know people to to kill in a war. There, it, it's not a country that's very shy about enlisting uh, young men and grinding them up into meet uh, on, on the front lines of a war. So uh, not going to be fun. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, so that's what's coming. Bad news. So everybody's a little worried about uh, World War Three, And Trump has uh, come out with his response. And that's he said that uh, if uh, he were still president, which he still is, apparently, uh, because of the stolen election. But uh, or if you were still president, because I don't I I, I it's confusing. I get confused, but he's not president anymore. Just so you know, he's not president. He lost the election. But anyways, he talks a lot about it. And, uh, but he says if he were still president, that Putin would have never have invaded Ukraine. And yeah, he wouldn't have because you would have invaded Ukraine. Putin would have said, hey, Trump, go invade Ukraine. <laughs> and, and Trump would have done it. I mean, come on. Another update on Donald Trump. Uh, he's still down in Mar-a-Lago, and he's still, like, walking around playing golf. Uh, you know, he he famously issued a statement that he got a hole-in-one while playing golf recently, which is, like, absurd, and also one of the the most happy old retiree statements you can ever make uh, in the history of mankind. He has raised, like, $110 million from his supporters following the election, and, and the money was donated uh, to this pack that he set up to uh, fight the election fraud. And then he promptly did not use the money to do any of that. <laughs> so he just like banked all this cash. He's got like $110 million. Still his best scam ever. You know, like the presidency of the United States, best scam ever for Donald Trump. But um, so he's got this cash. And, uh, you know, people are still donating to this because he keeps promising that if they donate more money that he'll be able to flip the 2020 election and become president again. And he's got that pillow guy and um, Eastman, uh, his lawyer, and Rudy Giuliani, uh, who uh, is looks crazy these days anyways. but uh, And they're all promising that this is true. It's not true. 
but uh, uh, people keep giving. Across the country, uh, there's primaries happening, and, and Trump's been endorsing some candidates. He endorsed uh, J.D. Vance, uh, who is a the guy that wrote Hillbilly Elegy, <laughs> which is about how he's white trash basically <laughs> he's a piece of trash and so like uh and it's in the book point of the book was like oh i'm i would grow up uh as hillbilly but i'm not hillbilly because i'm really smart and now everybody's like oh i'm sorry we had us fooled there for a while but you're you're hillbilly <laughs> you're really dumb but anyways he's he's losing badly in his uh, race to win national office and uh, also lisa murkowski uh senator murkowski from alaska she is one of the senators who voted to impeach Trump. And so Trump has backed a candidate uh, to uh, unseat her. And you know, Murkowski's pretty established. And the Republican Party is spending like $7 million to get her reelected under the leadership of uh, Senate Minority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell. He has, uh, I think they've, they've, they've decided to back her to the tune of $7 million which is a lot of money, especially in Alaska, which is not a big state population-wise. Uh, it's more, I think, than she spent for the entirety of the last race to win re-election six years ago. That's a huge statement, saying that like she, they're backing, the Republican Party is backing Murkowski, but Trump is backing her opponent. And uh, he's, he's uh, endorsed the opponent and given that opponent like $5,000 or something like that. I mean... I think I give uh, politicians more money than Donald Trump does. I mean, he's just going to go, he's taking that money home with him at, at the end of the uh, you know 2024 election. I don't think he's going to spend that money on him, to get himself. To get, he's going to ask the Republican Party to pay for his election and then uh, take that $110 million, you know, take it home with him, buy himself some cars. Or, I don't know. But I don't know what Trump does with money. He's he's been rich his entire life. I I can't imagine like what it's like to have that kind of cash. But he's banking. I mean, like how how do you have hundred and ten million dollars and not spend more than five thousand dollars on a candidate you endorse? Uh, uh, for all, it's crazy. It's like he's uh, he's that guy who like you know <laughs> that rich old guy that goes into a diner and gets a hamburger and then tips the waitress a quarter. You know. <laughs> and smile, pinches her ass on the way out the door. <laughs> you know, that's Donald Trump. He's stingy. He's a stingy old man. But anyways, to get um, to get back to Trump, I mean, he uh, he has bragged. He sent out a press release that he got a hole in one. And but the problem with that is that he lies constantly. Like even people who like him say he lies constantly. So like nobody believes him. So even <laughs> it did happen. Nobody thinks he got a hole in one. Everybody's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and they, thanks. Uh, well, he's gonna have an aneurysm when he when he hears this. So that that's one bit of good news. More uh, interesting news that happened this week, and that is the truth has been shut down. The truth is dead, people. It's the truth is no, not the not the actual truth. I mean, Donald Trump's supposed to be the platform is down. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, you know the guy that uh, is such a business genius. He uh, is. He hasn't. He's been launching, trying to launch this Twitter uh, replacement uh, app called Truth, and uh, currently it's only available on one type of phone. And if you try to sign up, it takes weeks or months to to get an account. Um, but anyways, it it went down this week, and so um, Devin Nunes, Nunes, who uh, used to be 
a uh, politician, and now it, it, he retired from politics to run Truth. Has blamed, uh, I think he, he blamed lamestream media and also uh, other tech giants for shutting down the Truth. Uh, which I would say, you know, the lamestream media has been shutting down the Truth since the Brady Bunch. I mean, that show was crap. I mean, <laughs> I mean, anybody that has a stepsister knows that's bullshit, man. <laughs> But anyways, uh, so yeah, the truth is dead. But um, also important news is uh, that uh, a judge has struck down the mask mandate uh, on airplanes. So uh, immediately all the airlines behaved like adults and made announcements on flights, mid-flight, and told people to take their masks off. Uh, you know, that people were... Dan- Some of the, uh, the, the flight attendants were literally singing and dancing in the aisles and collecting masks. And uh, I will remind people... Do not taunt COVID. Do not taunt the COVID-19 virus. That is, that is a reckless, reckless thing to do. I mean, I get it. I, you, know, it's, I, you know, I've worn masks someday. You know, usually the mask, like if it fits right, it's fine. I forget it's there. But sometimes like you, you pick the wrong mask in the morning and then by about like two o'clock in the afternoon, your ears start hurting. Like, oh man, I picked the, a woman's size mask or something like that. This is my usual 32 double D face mask. Uh, I have a big head. But, um, you know, and so then your ears are screaming out in pain. So that, that does suck. But, uh, you know, COVID-19 does not fuck around. And it apparently has absolutely no sense of humor. I mean, think about all the, uh, the, the radio hosts. Mark Bernier of uh, Florida, uh, a radio host, he, he talked about it online. He said, I'm not getting the vaccine. He's dead. Newsmax is Dick Farrell, uh, he talked about it on, on Newsmax. He said he's not getting the vaccine. He's dead. Jimmy DeYoung Sr., Phil Valentine, all these guys, they got on the radio, they're like, I'm not taking any stupid fucking vac- COVID vaccine. Fuck that. All of them die. You know. So, I mean, you know, I get it. It's kind of fun. But don't let yourself be recorded like bragging that you're, you're mocking COVID. Because apparently COVID's listening. And, they're, and COVID's like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. And it's not just your average, you know, uh, conservative shock jock. Marcus Lamb, who is, uh, I think he founded a Christian TV station, also talked about not getting the vaccine. He's dead. So it's not a God thing. I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think God can protect you from COVID. That bitch comes for you. It's your time. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I get it. You know, take your mask off. Uh, you know, vaccinate, I think it's probably a good idea, but... More important than wearing a mask, but uh, do not mock COVID virus. Do not taunt COVID virus. That's my that's my that's my advice for this week. Don't mock COVID virus. So that's uh, bad actions. My name is Thomas Mack. Thanks for coming to my party, and see you next week.